previously on the Simply Human podcast. We don't need to talk about how she gets pregnant. I think we all. Wait, we, that's we a, don't. I, I, wait, please explain yeah. how that happens. That's more? a that's a different show. I believe there's a, a, a iTunes category podcast category for that. Uh, oh, where do babies? Come yeah. From? <laughs> <laughs> it's episode fifty-seven of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is PhD Dr. John Deloney, a friend of mine, sort of a everyman series, um, uh, just him telling his story. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Humans segment with a fake name, Rusty Shackelford, and what could be, if you break it down, possibly the greatest humans being human story we've ever had, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm rage. I'm, I'm full of rage, Mark. <sighs> well, I think... Ba- I'm terrible. Ba- That's the answer to hold my on. question. Based, question. I'm doing terrible. Based on some texts that we have shared uh, earlier today, I think... I think I know why you're raged. Does it have anything to do with the holiday of Christmas? Okay, let me start off by saying I am not. Uh, there are two kinds of homeowners. There's the kind that's very handy that uh, own uh, you know lots of screwdrivers and can do lots of things, and the kind that fall through their attics. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and there's the kind like me. Well, I am the, the second kind. Obviously, I don't know a whole lot to do about what to do about household problems. I got to rely on friends and and my dad and stuff like that to ask questions. Well. I uh, I'm not a Christmas celebrator. I ex- I observe the Christmas, but I I don't really get into like the decorating and the Christmas music because and this is real weird. Anyone who's ever known me knows that I'm strange this way. I feel bad. Make Christmas music depresses me, like makes me horribly depressed because all I can think about, and I am not kidding you, when people are like just nuts roasting <laughs> over an open fire. All I can think about is a bunch of smelly old bums huddled around a trash can with no one to buy them presents. That's the only image that comes to my mind. So, so if I were to say, get- "Just hear those rainbows ringling, ring, take tingling too," I'm, I'm tying the rope around my neck when I hear that. It's it makes me horribly depressed. That's not I a bit. That's I, the truth. I didn't know that. So, and, that, that's I, the- and like I, I do Christmas. We do we decorate the house for Christmas. I do Christmas presents for the kids and yada yada. But I just don't. I can't get super hard into it. Well. My said. wife loves Christmas decorations. She did say that. Yes. My wife loves Christmas decorations. My kids love Christmas decorations. So every year I climb up on top of the house and I try to put Christmas lights up. That's when very I lived nice in Oklahoma, you, there was a guy that I worked with that was very, very, very handy, extraordinarily handy. And he helped me. We I bought a ton of those like incandescent big bulb lights. Uh, and he helped me wire them together, basically trimming the strands and planning it out so you don't have any like leftover mm. on the side. It's exactly perfectly measured for whatever you want to do, and those work perfectly. Well, we moved to Texas a couple of years ago. Last year, they had this big trade-in thing at, uh, at Home Depot where trade in your incandescent lights and get LED bulb lights and get like a, you know, a 30% discount or something. So last year, after, after Christmas, I upgraded all my lights to all these LEDs. No, no, I'm sorry. That was before Christmas. That was around Thanksgiving, I should say. So last year, I get up on the roof, and I put all of them up here, and I have a very, very steep roof. I have a two-story house, and it is rather harrowing. Uh, and I put all my Christmas lights up. Wait, wait, two-story two two house? Do you make six figs? <laughs> yes. Just kidding. Sorry. Hey! <laughs> Anyways, I uh, put them all up backwards. As in, I get them all up, and then like the part that's hanging off the roof that I need to plug it in the extension cord is the wrong end. It's the like uh, the like female the end, female end, yeah. the fe- female end, which that always makes me giggle hard every time I talk about male and female well, ends. I, I've named the but, female like, end to all I outlets. The, I named that that part I, just across the board is just the name is Jana. I just used the word the name Jana. Stop it! So, you okay. stop it Sorry. right now. Anyways. <laughs> You and your inside jokes. There are three people on planet Earth who get that joke, and none of them listen to our show. So if you didn't get that joke, don't worry. It wasn't a joke. Anyways, so I so I have the wrong end hanging off the, and it was freezing cold last year. We had some bad weather, and so I was like, forget this. And I left the Christmas lights up. I never plugged them in, not even once, uh, because uh, we had some extension cord issues. And so I took them all down. Oh, that's right, after man! I, got I can't angry believe letter that's... from my homeowners yeah. association accusing me of taking advantage of the Christmas holiday in like February. I, I left. 
right? They I like my, they, they, what? They, they got you got the letter like in February that was like you need to take your Christmas no, lights I got down. It in, I got it in March. <laughs> They're like, please take your Christmas lights down, and I was like, but they're St. Patrick's Day lights, but no one bought it, <laughs> and you so, never even turned them on. So this year, I was like, you know what? At, last year, it was it was obviously it's my fault. I was like, you know, I was stupid about it. I didn't plan it very well, and so I'm going to do it better this year. So I get up there. I had them lined this is today, up the correct right? way. This is today. Uh, part of it's today. Most okay. of it's yesterday. Okay. I spent like four hours on the roof yesterday. So I have them all lined up perfectly. I ha- bought the little clips so I don't have to staple uh-huh. into, so they'll stand up better. I have them. I get them all plugged in, and I was like, all right. They're all exactly perfect. Clark Griswold and, time. And let's see if I can explain this. I have uh, two different sets of lights. Uh, that are plugged into different outlets. Well, I go downstairs and I Clark Griswold like put plug the thing in and like ready for you know light uh, the light explosion. Well, both sets the only strand of lights that would light up is the strand plugged that into was the plugged wall. directly into the yeah. outlet. The secondary <laughs> strand that was plugged into that strand wouldn't come on. And so I'm like, son, you might get your bleeping tool out here okay. because I'm not going to self censor myself. Ready. I was like, son of a and so I went all the way back up on the roof and unplugged <laughs> what I believed were the faulty strands of lights. I thought this was the oh. problem with the strand. And granted, I bought one of these strands last year before Thanksgiving. They're like a year old. I don't have a box. I don't have a receipt. I don't have anything. So I just take them back to Home Depot and I was like, listen, here's the deal. And the lady was like, uh, yeah, we can't do that. But she's like, I can give you a discount if you want to buy a new strand. And I was like, you know what? I'll just do that. That's fine. Cause I need, I'm, I'm, I have half yeah. of the house, half of the roof is decorated. Half of it's not. I'm to the point now where instead of just ripping them all down full of rage, I might as well just try to fix them. So I buy two new strands of lights. I get up on the roof again today and the exact same thing. Uh, Luckily, I plugged them in before I attached them to the roof. Right. So I didn't do all the work of mounting them up on the roof again. I plugged them in, and it's the exact same problem that oh. is happening. The one, the strand that's plugged into to the outlet works. The strand that's plugged into that strand doesn't work. Uh, so I don't understand. I've changed extension cords. Yeah. I've changed outlets. I've changed everything. And I spent, I'm not kidding you, an hour on the phone, I... These lights apparently are only available at Home Depot, so I called Home Depot. They called the vendor. I spent 30 minutes on the uh, phone with the vendor, and the vendor's like, "Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I went out to the to our shop. I went out to the to the, to the uh, warehouse and got two strands just like this and plugged them in. They work fine." I'm like, "I'm not lying to you, stupid son of a. B- they're not working." Wait, so, isn't your brother a, an electrician? Why don't you call him? Well, I don't think I, I, I think this is a problem with their lights. It oh. can't be an electricity problem. But the whole point of all of this is me saying that I'm making the announcement right now that I'm going to convert to Judaism <laughs> so that I don't have to do Christmas lights. anymore. It's all just, worth it. Uh, yeah. I have to read up and, you know, do, you know, I'm 30. Uh, I'll be 35 in February. I'll do a bar mitzvah, yeah. then, I guess. Chain, you but, have to change like churches and all that. I the can just... only Christmas light, the only, only lights around that holiday you have to do are 12 candles. Get out of here. Yeah. I can do that. I can do that without screwing it up. I'm not I, – I, this is like the fourth time I have done the labor of putting up Christmas lights and it to, to no not work correctly. So I am full of rage. <laughs> I love it. It's like I could just see you out there like getting so frustrated. You know what? I'm Jewish. Done. I'm, I'm done with this. <laughs> just like dropping to my knees and like looking up at the heavens like – Convert me to Judaism, oh Lord. Send me the paperwork. I'll sign. Well, well, and it's funny. I'm on the phone with the vendor, and the vendor's like, okay, uh, get a pen and paper and write this down. I was like, oh, I can't write that down. He's like, well, why not? Because I'm, like, because I'm up on the roof, you idiot. And he's like, oh, oh, my goodness. Okay. And I was like, yeah, if I fall off, uh, please call 911. Here's my address. Send them over here because yeah. I've fallen off and I'm dead. Well, I have uh, a Christmas light. Not not as good a story as that, but just quickly, we have the, the kind of, of uh, lights – where you had the the switch in the garage, and, yes. Okay, so and I didn't know that. I we've lived in this house for like I guess four years, and the first time I've ever done Christmas lights was last year because 
until then, my, my my thought on it was, why why would I do why would I do that? That's stupid. Um, I agree with yeah, you now. Yeah. So, but the girls are getting older, and they see all the other Christmas lights. So I'm like, all right, I'll do like one strand on the it's like in the middle of the roof. You, it's still like it, it's still balled up like in a huge knot, and you just take that knot and you plug it into the wall, and like that's a Christmas ball. <laughs> just like just like take ah, like this just like take this strand of Christmas lights, just like nail it to the to the outside of the house. <laughs> so it's just like. So it's just like this big, like, yeah, this uh, uh, all wrapped up. Anyway, okay, so, and, and this is to, this is basically a story about what might have happened. Like, I might have died and converted, I killed myself before converting to Judaism, uh, or after, I guess, uh, converting to Judaism last year, because I, I'm kind of like you, like, I, I get enraged at that kind of thing very easily. And I did all the Christmas lights and all this stuff, and I plug it in, and they all came on and they all worked, right? And so I was like, okay, great. But I, but I was like, well, the, the plug is like up under the eave, like around the side of the house. And I'm thinking, so every night I'm going to have to come out here with my ladder and, and unplug. And plug and, and unplug, unplug, yeah. Like, this doesn't make any sense. So I like text the, the guy that built the house. You know, I'm like, hey, well, you know, explaining the problem. He's like, that's there's the switch in your garage is for. And I was like, oh, cool. But then I thought, what if the switch, and the switch just luckily just happened to be up, like on. What if it had been off? You know, like I plug it in. Oh yeah, and yeah. It, and you and plug it, it in. You you think they're all broken, right? Yeah. And then I and then I do go through the hey, whole true, process. True story. I've done that also. Yeah. Well, I, I just I'm I'm like I'm thinking, man. I would have like, I would have like like Jen tells the story about when I went outside and was like eating the pasta like yes, a the crazy man. Story, yes. It, it would have been something like that. I would have gone crazy, and it would have been like, hey, uh, flip. And it works. I'm like, thank you, yeah. the God of Christmas lights, which it may be the the Almighty God as well. I think we're just uh, talking about the same guy, yeah. <laughs> Christian, Jew, Islam, same guy. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, and so it's like, thank you for that light switch being up, so I didn't, uh, you know, like kill my whole family and then <laughs> kill myself uh, because of Christmas lights. Yeah, you plug yourself in. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So okay. the moral of the story is decorating your house for Christmas. It's stupid. It sucks and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and All I right. literally, I'm about to vow that I will never do it ever again because it's such a fiasco every time. Yeah, but I almost, I'm going to give I, it one more try because these lights, it cost me like a hundred bucks yeah, to yeah. in total. I did almost Which is a lot die. of money for me. That's like, you know, for something I don't even like to do, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so it's a big investment. We'll see. I'll update you on the next program. How right. it lasts. Right. But yeah, this is the good. first time I've ever had them up before Thanksgiving, so at least I have a few days before they're supposed to be turned on. Well, Rick, actually, it's uh, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, I guess <laughs> when this airs. So right now it's the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, so yeah. I've got a couple of days to figure this out. Yes. So. Awesome. Well, uh, the... No, no, not awesome. Oh, Sucks. yeah. No, Terrible. Yeah. I hate your, you and your optimism. It's not awesome. De- decorating uh, your house for Christmas is is, uh, is terrible and not good. So, all right. Well, let's get right to it. Uh, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links on the Facebook page, YouTube channel. Like us. You subscribe to us. All that kind of good stuff. Um, we have T-shirts for sale. The Simply Human Reset. If you have questions about that, email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. There are links to the nutrients, multivitamin, coupon code, and the skinny fat with the coupon code and all that good stuff on the website. Or if you, have, if you can't find it for some reason, just email me. Uh, thanks for everybody that has uh, listened uh, and, uh, and reached out to us via email. You can leave us a review on iTunes. If it's dated in November, you will be eligible for the Simply Human t-shirt giveaway-a-thon. Uh, we've had, we had an October winner looking for a November winner. So... Uh, let's get to our interview with John, where we talk to him about Vinnie Tortorich, fad diets, spreadsheets versus friends, poop, sex, and sleep, uh, Ambien, in that order. <laughs> Rick's favorite vitamin, Rick's favorite organ, writing a letter. <laughs> <laughs> writing a letter from your 90-year-old self to your today self and a Facebook rant. Here's John. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, it is a return, uh, somewhat a return to the Everyman series because our guest, John, is not really an Everyman because he is a doctor. A P- oh, whoa. A PhD. Well, I, I'm a pretend doctor. Yeah. I'm not a, I, I can't heal anybody. Can't is, that what, is that what the P stands for in PhD? Pretend hairy doctor or something? <laughs> yes, partially. Yeah. <laughs> partially. Cool. Well, uh, John John and I go way back. It's, it's sort of a, a long story, but we've known each other for a long time. We used to live in the same neighborhood. Now John lives uh, north of me in Lubbock. 
And uh, actually, that is not north of you, Map well, McGee. Northwest. I mean, <laughs> get a Map Magellan. It is like uh, d- almost directly due west of where you are. Uh, look on a map. It is way north. <laughs> yeah, Mark's of where we name are. was Magellan back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> look, hey, Magellan. Do you, not, do you not record any of that pre stuff? Because that was all. I had like four jokes and I had them all written down I and I used them all already. Rick said, <laughs> Rick said too many cuss words. <laughs> it's hey, kind look, of a buzzkill, man. We lost all of that. Like, look, Magellan, morons here, dear. What movie is that? What movie is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's, there's the machine gun laugh. Yeah. There we go. It took me one minute. To okay. Pop that out. So, so, so John was having some uh, some health issues. Was looking, uh, researching. He he found uh, the Vinnie Tortorich podcast. He's listening to the Vinnie Tortorich podcast, having no idea that I had a podcast or we. I'm sorry, Rick. We had a podcast. No, you have a podcast. <laughs> I just jump on here and make fart jokes. All right. And he heard Vinnie mention Mark Rogers, and then he's like, uh, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, John. You're like, surely, the, surely it's not the Mark Rogers that I know. And like, you did like a Google search or something and found that it's me. You called me, we talked, and that's how you're on the show. Yes. Just like well, that. I was hoping that I would be on the show, A, because I'm wildly attracted to yes. B, because I'm brilliant. But the C reason would be because I, I heard some guy I, I used to know on a podcast, and I Googled that podcast, <laughs> and here we go. Yeah, there it is. So I will uh, take option C. Yeah, John thought this was like a YouTube thing, so he like put he like fixed his hair all up, and he put a suit on and everything. I look no. incredible right now. Yeah. I've been lifting. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything but... Uh, butter. What, what, what kind of grass-fed butter yeah. that? Uh, which yeah. is funny, because butter actually doesn't eat grass, which is the funny way to say it. <laughs> I've had nothing but uh, rocket diarrhea for like two weeks. <laughs> I look incredible. <laughs> and here I find out this is a stupid radio interview. Yeah, yeah. Join, join the uh, join the the club with the old rocket diarrhea bits. But um, <laughs> the interestingly okay. though, hey, um, like it, this is awesome, and I can show you this. I meant to show you this the other night when you were in town. Hey, um, oh, you, you can do that though in a bathroom, not in your pants. It's extraordinary. What can do what? Rocket diarrhea? Rocket diarrhea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or just defecation in general. You can do it on a toilet and not in your pants. That's an, a totally Wait. viable option for the rest of us. I, I, I have a four-year-old now, and we've almost completed the cycle, and, and um, we'll be happy to pass it along. It's good. Wait, Rick, did you say that you could poop in a toilet? I don't understand what that means. That is entirely possible. You should check out the rest of mankind. I'm gonna have we've to... got something good going on here. I'm going to have to research that. Okay, yeah. well, John, let's get to... You know, what led you on your path to researching a, a better way to to do things? So sort of tell us your story. So I like that you call it, um, you do such a, you're so kind about um, <laughs> saying I had health problems. Um, the, the, I wanted uh, you to disclose. The clinical definition is I went nuts. I went crazy. <laughs> um, I was, uh, so I, I was a, I'm a chronic fad dieter and I've kind of taken the nerd level uh, like up a notch. And so what I like to do is to do like fad diet for, you know, anywhere from, um, like the Rick special for like six to 12 hours and that's all I can take of it. Or <laughs> I, I get all into it and I tell all my friends, I kind of proselytize about it. And then it lasts about 30 days, but I like to like keep spreadsheet all open up a spreadsheet and be like, I never, have never done the zone. I don't have that kind of patience, but I'll do like, um, I'm going to do a 10 K to whatever. And, um, so I keep it all in a spreadsheet. I like to track my weight and my blood sugar and all that kind of stuff. Just like a nerd. Um, so it doesn't sound nerdy to me. Well, I mean, it, it's, that's what uh, I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really depressing, man. There's <laughs> Get like a room, you two. <laughs> there's like a whole like universe. You know what we could also do instead of spreadsheets? Is it's just crazy. Hang on to your hats here. We could have actual friends, which would be awesome. <laughs> or um, even watch 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 TV. I mean, there's other things we could do. So here's the deal. I um, through just a series of um, work stress. I had a kid. Um, I thought I was pretty much awesome and lo and behold, I wasn't. And, um, I, all this stuff kind of, kind of merged and I kind of went crazy. Um, and so I'm somebody I work with a lot of, um, like, so my job is I work with folks with, um, uh, mental health issues and I started recognizing it in myself, um, kind of like, man, I'm kind of falling apart here. Um, but it didn't play out like I had thought. And ultimately the best way I can describe it is I begin to, and especially with anxiety issues, I begin to, my body would betray my brain. So I would get hung up on something and my, my body would react as though someone is chasing me with a hatchet, right? 
and my mind would start, I would, I would start laughing. Um, I would, you know, there's nobody coming at me with a hatchet, but my body was responding that way. Like the stress response, you mean? Like your heart rate going up, your blood pressure going up, like, yeah. you know, like a fight um, or can't flight. focus, you know. just kind of flying off the handle. You know, like my two-year-old would do crazy non-two-year-old things like giggle, and I'd be like, hey, quiet! You know, just stupid stuff. <laughs> Rick does that to his uh, his boys, too. Like, oh, yeah, giggling. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a cop, man. He can't help it. That's right. <laughs> and in fairness, they deserve it. They're, they act terribly sometimes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so, um, so, long story short, um, I had reached this state of I, – I, I wish I had a better term for it. I was just flat, anxious and paranoid, um, kind of had gotten off the rails. And I got in my car um, in the town I was living. I had a friend who was a doctor in a city about three hours away. I got in the car and I just drove and I showed up at his office about 4 p.m. one afternoon and I walked right in his office and said, hey, you're going to sit there. and I'm going to start talking. And he's like, hey, well, welcome in. So I talked for about two and a half hours and he said, man, you're you're broken. You got um, your brain's not working right. And so I um, after about a decade of uh, asking other people to take medication and to consider other alternatives and this and that. I sat at the at my kitchen table that night by myself in the dark holding my first medication, um, SSRIs, and I just wept. Man, I was crying. I felt like I had failed and yada, yada. Well, so slowly um, I did what I was supposed to do there, and I got hooked onto this book um, by uh, Nassim Tlaib um, called Anti-Fragile. Well, yeah, which we, we, I've, I've referenced that, that book several times on the show. So, yeah, awesome book. Yeah, man. So that guy, I think that may... You know, after the apocalypse, uh, once the zombies learn to read, they're going to think, man, they had all the answers in this one book. Uh, why didn't they, you know, pick that up? But anyway, um, that led me to uh, the Gary Tobbs, and that led me to Mark Sisson, which led me to Vinny. And Vinny was really the only guy I could tolerate because he speaks, you know, English. Um, and not hey, standard. forget about it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, like, hey, you shouldn't wear your hat backwards, and he'll just tell you, you're an idiot. <laughs> Very valid and, point. Um, Very valid point. Uh, I don't, I'm serious, guys. After that interview, I don't know how y'all... I would have quit if I were y'all. <laughs> oh, he was just making fun of Mark, not For, me. Yeah, well, referencing when we were on Vinny's show, and he basically spent 30 minutes directly making fun of but Mark. He kept saying, really but awesome. he kept saying, like, you guys. And like he t- when he was talking to Dean Laurie, he was like, these guys wear their hats backward. And poor Rick's sitting over there like, I look, I'm not doing anything that this guy does. <laughs> yeah. All I do is hit my two-year-old, man. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That is it. So anyway, um, man, for someone who kind of had a kind of a crossroads, for someone who's a um, a chronic, there's got to be an answer out there somewhere, and it is certainly not whatever we're being told to do. And um, I, I just um, I have a belief that you should not. I'll say this in the in the Christian way: um, you should be able to go to the bathroom. Um, have sex with your wife and sleep without medication. If you can't do those three things um, without pharmaceuticals, then there's something you're not doing something right. Okay. Those are three bio- oh, so the three things you said were poop, ace humanity, right? Poop, sex, and, so, and what? Um, do what? The three things you said were poop, sex, and what? What was the last one? Sleep. Sleep. Yeah, that's good. Poop, sex, and otherwise sleep. known as the three S's. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I see the non-Christian. Wait a minute. Those don't start with an F. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Okay. Uh, and interestingly, <laughs> well, never mind. I won't even go there. This is yeah. a family show, right? So hey, yeah. so I, man, um, I, I, I got into this, and it kind of nerded out at a nerd level that even I was uncomfortable with. Um, I mean, so you have like I don't want to name folks, but man, some of those podcasts you listen to and books you read. They're just like they, they giggle at each other because they're so much smarter than everyone. And I was really struggling with, um, like I say, I work with a lot of folks with mental health issues, look, do a lot of work in the community. And man, there's folks just now buying into culturally, we need to eat differently. And they're buying into the low fat and the this and the that and the no bacons. And it's just sad, man. And so um, that's how I ended up here. And I really like what you guys do. Y'all seem to almost have figured out how to monetize this crazy thing called just be normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're the crazy ones. But I want to I want to dive a little deeper into like some of the things that you were dealing with as far as the mental health issues. Like did you discover that it was because of some behaviors that you were taking part in as far as what you were eating and how you were sleeping? Kind of talk about some of the, the changes you've made and how those changes have affected you. Yeah, I, if I if I trace it back um before it became the quote 
the UFC, right? I was a big mixed martial arts fan um, about 15 ago, a decade ago. And so, doing a lot of stuff and, you know, practices were 8 to 10, 8 to 11 p.m. And so I'd get home really wound up. And that's when I started saying, hey, I need to go to sleep. And that started with Lunesta. And that led to about six years of Ambien. Just, man, and Ambien puts you in a black hole and just, you know. But that's when, man, I can't sleep. And then when you have anxiety issues, you really can't sleep. And, um, yeah, I, I, I would um, – I used to – when I was a kid, I used to eat brown sugar out of the can, like with a spoon. I've always oh, had a bad sugar addiction. My little boy – hey, get this, man. My four-year-old little kid, it made me feel terrible. He came home from Halloween this year and was like, hey, Mommy, don't forget, we need to hide the candy from Dad. <laughs> man, oh, so, man. yeah, I've had a problem forever. Um my dad was a homicide detective, um, so he's never slept. I've never slept. It's just kind of – but you kind of think, hey, that's just how we're wired. It's what we do. And, man, I was a big whole grains, whatever. The big tipping point for me was this. Um, I work at a, at a university, and I joined a research study of just a grad student. And it was a vitamin D study. And she came back. Uh, it was supposed to be a, a blind study. And so you get your blood drawn, and they find out if you have a deficiency. Then they give you a placebo or the real thing for X months and then test your performance. She came back and said, your vitamin D is so low. I'm telling you, I'm giving it to you because I can't in good conscience not give you vitamin D um, over the next three months. Um, so, And I'm an outdoor guy. For whatever reason, I just couldn't. So, yeah, that's when I started getting into God, I have to eat right and you have to do things like you know, walk and go outside and uh, vitamin D vitamin D is Rick's favorite vitamin. I just want to throw that out there. Well, I, when I was Googling pictures of you, Rick, I mean, you're, you have a deep golden tan, which is fantastic. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I it's meant. delicious. <laughs> uh, okay. I got a, I got a question about sleep, John. Uh, you said you took Amin for about, you started with, uh, Lunesta and then you moved on to Amin for like six years. Do you sleep better now? Like what are some of the things that you're doing now that, that help you? Uh, you know, that helped helped you helped you break that cycle. When I was hardcore taking Ambien, uh, and, and I will still take it every now and then. I know it's not ideal, but because my 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 schedule switches so so often, I take about once right. a week to help reset my schedule. It's almost akin to I've got to take a flight to China once a week is is kind of how I think of it. So yeah. it helps me reset, but. When I was taking it every night, when I stopped taking it every night, I had a lot of anxiety because I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm not going to be able to sleep without this. I can't sleep without this. I can't sleep without this. And that took right. forever to break. What were your experiences with that? Yeah, absolutely that. Um, so I I mean, I won't give the medication over the air, but I, but the, I did kind of downshift a little bit into a more of a, a wimpier version. And I do think, man, I think particularly with Ambien, there was a lot of placebo effect. I got so used to taking something. Even if I didn't, it was it was as much the act of as a. I mean, yeah. I think is a really powerful narcotic that's kind of handed out like Tic Tacs. But Ken- Kentucky Deluxe um, is good uh, to help you go to sleep as well. So yes. a, Kentucky Deluxe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, the I, I man, I feel like such a nerd. I switched. I did the red light bulb thing. Yeah. And Ooh, yeah. Hey, Rick. I went over to his house after we had dinner last week, and yeah, he's got the red light bulbs. It's got like just like I felt very at home. Uh, it kind of looks like a whorehouse. He <laughs> just fell asleep like a narcoleptic <laughs> when he turned the. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I will say, as like far as my sleep goes, like since I've been doing like the whole like you know mitigating the white and blue light wave frequencies at night. Like I used to God, have. You can make the coolest things sound so nerdy. <laughs> I, know. I know that's that's my gift. But like I used to have a playlist on oh. my phone, and this is since I've had an iPhone. So I didn't have any playlists on my phone before the iPhone. But I had a playlist on my phone that was like uh, songs like uh, uh, "How Do I Sing," like so like lullaby type songs that would like very Yikes. very often. I would find myself like not able to fall asleep, so I would like put my headphones in, like try to listen to music or do something to try to make myself fall asleep since i've been doing like the the artificial light you know uh limitation or exclusion at night i haven't i just thought of this like the other day i haven't had to do that i haven't had any trouble falling asleep for the last 18 months um which is just man it's such a a load off like even if like i have to wake up early you know like that's usually the times that you can't fall asleep it's like oh i gotta wake up at five o'clock for a flight or something i i never have any trouble falling right to sleep uh and not like passing out asleep like getting in bed um, you know, m- maybe, maybe not, uh, engaging in some type of uh, physical activity and then falling asleep. Um, that was, yeah, yeah. that was a joke. Uh, yeah. a married, a married guy joke. You do but. gymnastics yeah. right before bed. That's so weird. <laughs> Touch my toes, uh, do some hip mobility, that kind of thing. 
He can only do manage to do one set of hip thrusters before he's tired, though. <laughs> Just one, man. They're called they're called glute ham uh, raises. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. So, all right. Once. <laughs> well, so so John. Um, so okay, I, keep going. Here's here's my problem now. I, my problem. I was, uh, and I'm realizing that, uh, man, what I had kind of focused down what was, I'm not eating right on sleep, I focus on sleep. Man, now, by stepping back and looking at the things that I think are important, like, I've got to watch TV until X, you know, whatever, and I've got to do this at night and this at night, and i got to read these websites, but... I can't stay awake past nine o'clock now. <laughs> right. um, I, I have a whole day, and I wake up at four thirty, and I can be out of the gym by five thirty. Now I've started um, playing guitar from five thirty to six thirty, and I have a obnoxiously high fat breakfast. I feel like I'm getting to work at eight o'clock, completely electrocharged. And I know it sounds so. D- I would hit a guy who said that <laughs> six months ago, um, but it's just so true, man. I feel like I, the priorities in my life have flipped. I haven't had Facebook for a few years and contrary to popular belief, you can survive. And, um, I don't you have it. to talk to real people. My marriage is better. I'm a better dad. I mean, it's just kind of once one domino falls in this whole being a human being thing, it's just phenomenal how ridiculous it seems after a little while you know what i mean what are like you say you work out in the morning like what are what are some of the movements that you're doing other than glute ham raises like Uh oh we're gonna have a bad connection we uh but we've we've been able to 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 suffer through can you are you are you there okay we had we're having some skype issues if you hadn't noticed so we just we we uh we're we reconnected and john you were just i and i I called the wrong rick back so sorry about that the wrong rick and so john was telling us about what he does in the gym other than look in the mirror yeah so um like i said that's a cornerstone um i think i think we i think as a culture we're not vain enough and so we spend some time just staring at our own body right and just kind of that's awesome um, I, I just do the same cheesy stuff. I like to lift heavy twice a week and, um, I'll randomly pick a, a, a weight workout off the interwebs every once in a while. And I will, um, you know, run four or five miles. I don't do long stuff anymore. And, um, man, if I can hit a spin class or go for a rinse, I mean, just the same old stuff that, that all of the, uh, you know, the, human lifestyle folks are saying just don't be an idiot anymore right just making sure you move yeah and i you know just silly stuff man but i'm i'm the biggest skeptic in such a cheese ball and i hate to be on the radio saying this stuff actually works but it just does right um my weight falling off it's just it's pretty good man cool um so, so we talked about sleep. We talked about uh, movement. Um, let's talk about like, kind of like what your diet's like now. I know you already mentioned that you have like like you said an absurdly amount like high amount of fat for breakfast. Like, what do you have for breakfast? Uh, yeah, this like this morning. Um, gosh, it's this morning. I probably had all, probably almost a quarter of a stick of Gary Gold in my coffee and some. Uh, um, um, then I had another coffee with and I scooped some uh, coconut oil in it and MCT oil and. Um, it just sounds so gross to folks. My wife looks at me and thinks it's disgusting, but I feel like my brain's on uh, electrified. I I have an egg or two in the morning, and um, I mean that's it. And yeah. occasionally I'll have a small lunch and or have a big dinner. Um, really kind of easy. I I do, man. I got, in, in full disclosure, I still am like a heroin addict when it comes to candy, and um, so trying to stay away from sugars is, is still a challenge. But um, yeah. Well, it's it's funny too. When when you tell uh, when you tell people that there's butter in your coffee, it's funny. Like, and I guess I I I would have done the same thing if I didn't know anything about it. But people look at you like you're crazy. Like, that's so bad for your heart. Like, that's just that's going to raise your cholesterol levels and all this stuff. And it's like, like the 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 study that really came out, like that was actually done well, and and was you know peer reviewed and blah 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 all this double blind and blah blah it was 1994 so it's been like 20 years since the study came out that was like okay cholesterol half the people with heart disease have high this you know quote unquote high cholesterol half of them don't so we really need to like start looking at other causes of heart disease instead of like focusing on cholesterol and then it's like you know cholesterol 
you need cholesterol for Rick's favorite vitamin, for, for making Rick's favorite vitamin, and then you also need it for <laughs> testosterone in men and women. So it's like, okay, so so think about men who are, you know, have, you know, they're a high cholesterol. It's over like 180 or 200, whatever the, the benchmark is now. Okay, well, high cholesterol, we're going to give you a statin, which lowers your cholesterol, which in turn lowers your testosterone. Then you wonder why you see the ads for another one of Rick's favorite pills, Cialis and Viagra. I'll, you know, I got all kinds of awesome pills over here, baby. Hey, <laughs> so, Rick, do you still snort that stuff? I heard that you snorted that. Oh yeah, yeah, man. That's the only way I can get it to work. <laughs> just crush them all up with like the handle of my Bowie knife and uh, put it all on the blade of the knife and snort it all up, and I'm ready to go for about eleven minutes. He just, he just he just sort of sprinkles it on his cop mustache and just breathes normally. I think that's. Uh... <laughs> Put <laughs> in the rim of his blue blockers just in case. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. So anyway, that's the whole thing. Like that, that's the the quick uh, deal uh, that I give people whenever um, they sort of like mention this whole cholesterol thing. It, it just the quick, uh, you know, this is what cholesterol for you. But your body needs cholesterol. It's no wonder that we're having an increase in mental health issues and cardiovascular disease when we're limiting this nutrient and this this molecule that our body is, like needs. And and your body. Uh, will like create its own cholesterol. So what happens if you stop uh, eating cholesterol, your body like starts to make, try to make cholesterol more than it really needs to, which causes all sorts of other problems. So anyway, put, put butter in your coffee so, is, is the point. So here's what's nuts, man. I, and I, I, a part of my, my research has been on uh, you know, public policy stuff and broader stuff. Here's the thing I don't get. Like I have a little boy and the whole, you know, touch the stove and at some point man, you put the finger on the stove and it burns him. When it comes to diet stuff, it's like the way we approach that is like putting one finger on the stove and we go, ah, that burns. Maybe we should put two on there. That'll that'll fix it. Right. So we and now we're like laying our whole face on the stove going, Man, it's still hot in here. At what point do we not look around and say everyone is completely dying? I'm burning and themselves on stoves all around the United States. Everyone I know is taking a medication to either help them sleep, go to the bathroom, or nighttime gymnastics, man. And I, I, at what point, it's just crazy that we don't put two and two together. And um, I, I, it's somehow, you know, man, I think nighttime television is hilarious. I love it. But at what point that became more important than friendships and it became more important than sleeping, which then became more important than eating and yeah, now, man, you, you've got little kids too. Now I see what they try to feed kids in schools, and Ugh. it's just—it's unfathomable to me. Right? It's just silly. Well, it's—it's it, it, it's past where I'm angry, and it's just goofy now. It's right. just like we look at my granddad, and they used to hand him cigarettes, and they were nine. You know, like here's baseball and smoke. It's that stupid. It's just so dumb. You yeah. know? Yeah. And it's funny, like you mentioned, uh, or you you bring up a point about sort of the psychology of health, and it's like, you know, you say. You know, when did laughing and watching, you know, uh, the Colbert Report, uh, you know, become more important than, or whatever you watch, uh, become more important than, than you know, my health? And 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 when did like the the ability to be able to say, mmm, that tasted really good, outweigh <laughs> outweigh the risk factors of cardiovascular disease and obesity and heart? It's like all this stuff. And what and 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 the the big thing I think that sort of bypasses everybody's scope is that you don't have pain receptors in your brain like when your brain is inflamed you don't it, it's not like if you have uh, rocket diarrhea you know your stomach is going to hurt right if you eat something bad and it, right. and it, it, it inflames your stomach your brain doesn't feel that. So we're, we're creating all this damage in our brain from foods that we're not designed to eat, but nobody really realizes. It's not like, you know, getting hit with a, or getting shot with like a nail gun or something. There's like an immediate, okay, I got shot with a nail gun. That was, that really hurts. And there's the nail. You know, you don't, it's not like that. So that's sort of like the underneath, underneath the surface of the water thing that people are like, oh, it's fine. Kids are fine. Give them, give them, you know, candy for breakfast every day, which is basically when you give them like donuts or, or cereal, these sugar cereals, you're basically giving them Halloween candy for breakfast and and not knowing like what that's doing you know to the most important organ of all it rick it, it's, the, it's the brain <laughs> which organ it's the, it's the brain <laughs> well and, and, and uh it it's enough here's the thing once you get your diet right though and once man if people will take two weeks and you have to do it for two weeks man because the first week i tried this i'm such a sugar addict 
I literally, I mean, I was humiliated. I had to stay home from work for two days. And I was looking, I thought I had the flu, but I didn't have a fever. And I felt sick. My body, like, revolted. Um, and I, I, you know, I got on the most reliable source for medical information, internet, and, and uh, you know, found out about the meat flu and whatever, you know. If you can get that two weeks, I think, Mark, I think I'm to the point now where I does feel like a nail gun. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I knew the other day when I was um, at a family event, and, dude, I was just piling it on. I, I knew it. I knew exactly how I was going to feel the next day, and I felt like I got hit by a bus. And um, there's a point where it's so, it's so, we so take it for granted. This is the way we're supposed to feel, and it's just not. And yeah. it's so sad. It's well, that, a bummer, you know? That's uh, that. I think I've, I've mentioned this analogy on the podcast before, but Nora, Nora get gouted of a primal diet. Oh, wait, no, no. Uh, or anyway, Nora Gedgoudis. Uh, I can't remember like what her podcast is called, but she's really good. I heard, I listened to one of her talks at a conference I was at in the spring, and she did the analogy where you know you got this windshield, and if you've just gone like off roading and you've got this dirty windshield, and then like a bird poops on your windshield, you don't notice it, right? But if your windshield is if you just got into the to the car wash, and you get a little fleck of mud on your windshield, uh, you 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 know it. It's more noticeable, and that's what happens. Like you said, if you can just make it through the sort of that reset. Uh, to, you know, ten to fourteen day reset. Then you start to notice stuff, and it is like, you know, if you eat something, you're going to feel bad, which makes it easier, both physically and psychologically, to avoid this stuff. It, it, it really does when you feel cra- like I used to not. Like obviously, my diet was so poor that like I didn't notice that I felt bad when I ate like a hundred slices of pizza. But now that I eat, and I, I'm not going to lie to anybody, I'm pretty clean about 75, maybe 80% of the time, maybe a little bit closer to 85. But now I notice that, like, when I do have that, uh, you know, that treat, I go off the rails just a little bit, the crap, I've absolute crap. And that's a good reaction to have because you don't realize how bad that bad stuff makes you feel until you feel right. bad for. And, well, and so here's, here's what I'm yeah, we're having some issues. Sorry, listeners, for this. Um, it, here, here's what I think is important about what you guys, what um, Mark, you, and I guess sort of Rick, if you're a helper or whatever. Um, what y'all, what y'all do is um, here. I'm just like totally bagging on you, man, and I've never even met you. <laughs> you can legally, legally shoot me. Right. That's right. I'm a jackass. It's okay. That's all right. I, I guarantee you're smarter than Mark is. I yeah. Oh no, that's there's well, no question. Like, uh, that's not really a big heavy lender. Yeah, that, that, that's like being a rewards member at La Quinta. It's like not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We set the bar at Shin High here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like the thing is, is that that I like what you guys do that is different from where this whole primarily thing has headed off into the stratosphere. Is you guys haven't forgotten that, um. For 99.9% of the people, they are trying so hard. They're trying so hard to eat whole grain and looking for the label that says natural. Right. And, man, if you pick up a bag of Twizzlers, which are like cocaine for me, and it says, you know, gluten-free and no fat. Real I mean, fruit juice. Still, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, like that says about a society when... The ingredient you think you're buying is become like a marketing pitch. Right. Like here, buy this. It has real fruit juice in it, and we felt the need to tell you that. Yeah. Because um, it wasn't inherent in the product that's called the strawberry puffs or whatever. I love strawberry puffs too. <laughs> and so, I, I think what you guys are doing is is pretty powerful because we have to understand we're throwing the car into reverse on the highway for nine nine percent of the people. Right. Um, and it's just going to happen at a grassroots talking to human beings that we gosh, I keep saying that like I'm pandering to guys so like how, how do you man well you like how do you market human and you like took a word out of vocabulary right um but but um talk man it, it, it's really powerful that to understand that where most of our friends and family is at right you know well, I um, we are we are out of time, but I, I need to ask you the the question that I've asked everybody that has ever been on the show. Uh, but right before I do, I we had a guy on the show with no pancreas. His name was Jack, and you, Rick, you were talking about like a percentage, eighty, eighty five percent. Jack is a hair under seventy percent eating good all the time. Yes, he um, is. Okay, so John, what is uh, something that you enjoy about life, or one thing you do to make life more enjoyable? Wow. Here's, a, here's something I would challenge all of your listeners to do, and that is to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen 
and write a letter from your 90-year-old self to your mm-hmm. current self. Ooh. And, and here, I did that uh, about three years ago as a part of um, a psychologist, um, a, a researcher that I was reading. And the 90-year-old John to myself was really adamant about, man, who cares about whatever the late-night talk show host is? Have sex with your wife. <laughs> like, who cares about, um, you know, what is on Facebook? Go to sleep and wake up early and play your guitar for an hour. So um, I guess the thing I would challenge anybody to do that makes my life more enjoyable is a constant call back to what is important and what's not and just simply get rid of stuff that's not important. Man. Just dump, man. And Facebook is so dumb. <laughs> I know. I hate Facebook. Uh, I like. I've been. I've been. I told. I told my wife last night. I'm, I'm getting really annoyed at Facebook because, like, I looked at my newsfeed and I'm just like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't care about any of this stuff. Like. It's, I don't know. In, uh, I posted a Facebook picture today of a woman walking at Home Depot with a parrot, a live parrot on her shoulder. So I don't know what y'all guys are talking about because that's, that's funny. the greatest thing if, See, you have, if you ever asked me. Well, and like, I, I, th- this is something, I want to Facebook post this, but then it would like be like sort of contradictory to the Facebook post. Like, I don't want anyone, like, Facebook posts to your spouse or a family member on their birthday should be outlawed. Uh, how, like, if you think about, man, um, uh, like, I wonder if I should say venti or large uh, at Starbucks, like s- stuff like that. Like, it, it, uh, like it should just be for like pictures of squirrels attacking people uh, or like you, like a, a parrot at Home Depot, stuff like that. It should be only for that and only for funny stuff and not for like. Your dear wife, happy birthday! I love you. Like, and, and, yeah, and, and t- yeah, we, man, there was some funny. We text happy birthday to each other. Yeah, God happy birthday! birthday. You're oh, touching on something we've discussed on the show before, yeah. uh, John. The, the like, what I refuse to wish someone happy birthday on Facebook because it's so easy to do that it cheapens the whole aspect of telling someone happy birthday. So if I if you're not close enough to me where I won't call you or see you in person and wish you happy birthday, then I feel like it's disingenuous because now we've turned that into happy birthday has become a three-letter acronym on Facebook, HBD. Yeah. And it's like literally driving past at 90 miles an hour and rolling your window down and going, happy birthday, man. <laughs> like and not not even taking the time to actually like it makes me more angry when someone HBDs me hmm, on Facebook. <laughs> but even worse, even worse, computer had to remind you. So yeah, if you're in my life. Well, in all fairness, uh, that's how I know when someone's birthday is because <laughs> Facebook reminds me. It's the only way I know. But yeah. But I would tell you, I would tell you, they're not your friend. Like they're not, yeah. and there may be somebody like you know their name, and you guys are, like go catch a game or whatever. But, like, it's not that important to you. And they should know if I'm friends with Rick, he's not going to wish me happy birthday because that's not how he does it, man. It's not his thing, yeah. 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 I, it, but without Facebook, how am I supposed to remember when my wife's birthday is? It tells me when that is and keeps me out of the doghouse. Good point. You know, one date a year or two max. Yeah, there it is. Hey, Mark, here's the thing. I, like, man, God almighty, if I can tell one person something, it is just engage with the people around you yeah. as a human being level uh, at a human being level smile at the person taking your order park at the back of a parking lot and walk all the way to the door and don't drive around the park for an hour looking for it do things like a human being stop worrying about stupid stuff yes I, that's like the quote of the uh, of the whole uh, show right here do things that humans do and don't worry about stupid stuff Perfect. I thought it was when you were telling me uh, asking me which one is the most important organ in the body <laughs> yes alright well John we are uh, we, that was a nice little Facebook rant we went on but thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story uh, this went really good and uh, we'll talk to you soon dude alright rock on see you kids you're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, John. And uh, you can find all of his stuff at uh, john.com. Just kidding. Uh, don't go to john.com. There's no telling what. We are not We are not responsible for the content of john.com. <laughs> right. If you're so, work, using a work computer. Yeah. And now, now uh, uh, it is time for the Humans Being Human segment. And on the line with us is uh, someone we're going to call R- Rusty Shackleford. It is not his real name. We are going to protect his identity. Uh, welcome, Rusty. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, nice. There he is. Okay. Glad to be here. Um, well, let, let's let's just jump right into this. You told me the story a few weeks ago, and 
I, I was like, okay, we have to figure out a way to get you get you on the show. So, sort of set set it up, and let's just like tell the story like you normally tell it. Okay. Well, it was uh, quite a few years ago. When I was uh, in college. I I played. Uh, uh, I was I was in intercollegiate athletics in, in college, and uh, there was one game. Uh, I played football, and I was um, I had a, a, a one of our future opponents was was going to be in Nebraska, and so I had a friend uh, who had recently moved there, probably about two or three years prior. And so I was going to call him up and say, "Hey, let me know if you want tickets. I'll get you tickets to the game. Come on and uh, and check it out." But uh, so you know, being a busy collegiate athlete, uh, I was trying to do two things at once. And so I was I was talking on the phone while I was taking a dump, and I'm uh, <laughs> um, kind of hoping I'd get my buddy on the line. But it ended up being his wife, who I think I may have met once. So I got done doing my business, and I didn't want to I didn't want to flush the toilet because that's like you don't want to introduce yourself to a lady by flushing the toilet and the phone, you know. So I kind of left it there, you know, I could come back and, and take care of business. By the way, that's something that Mark needs to learn because about 50% of the time when I talk to Mark, the conversation in the middle of it is a gigantic flush. And I'm like, Mark? And he's like, man, man, I'm taking a dump. Like, Whatever. Whatever. And if and we're all being totally honest, uh, generally before he flushes the toilet, he does send us a picture of the item in the, in the, in the, in the toilet. That so. is actually absolutely uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I left, uh, and uh, um, later on that night, my, my girlfriend at the time, she came over to, to watch a movie or watch TV. I don't know what we're doing. We're sitting down, and, and some friends of ours uh, showed up, and and uh, the gal, she, uh, she, she asked, you know, Rusty, can I borrow your, your bathroom? So I said, yeah, go ahead. So she goes back there, and, and uh, she walks out with a ghastly look on her face. She's like, oh, I think somebody forgot to flush the toilet. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it was being told that, uh, that you know, when you eat a lot of protein and a lot of fiber, you can you can you can you pack a pretty good punch. So that stuff was, uh, was 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 pretty legit. I went back to that the toilet. I'm like, oh, it must have been my roommate, you know. And so blaming uh, it on I the other back guy. After flushing the toilet, and uh, uh, my friends leave, and, and my girlfriend and I, we just, we, we're watching TV or whatever we're doing. And a couple minutes later, um, one of my friends uh, from downstairs, his name is Ben, and Ben owned a. Uh, or he ran a, a restaurant, and uh, it was late at night. You know, it's probably it was, it was past closing time uh, for them. But uh, he comes up and he's like, he's like, hey, y'all have a leaky sink or something? I said, uh, no, I don't, I don't know why. And he's like, well, because uh, we're we're sitting down there and, and and there's water dripping down on the fan and it's, it's spraying it everywhere. I was like, oh no. Oh, and my no. roommate, uh, my roommate comes out and he's like, "Oh, I think you know what the problem is." And so we get, uh, we walk back into the bathroom, and, and sure enough, there's the toilet full with the turd floating on top, and about an inch of water on the bathroom floor. And oh. Ben runs out of there into the restaurant and says, "Get out of there! It's pretty water!" <laughs> and they spent the whole, they spent the whole rest of the night disinfecting every single glass. Plate, oh. table, you name it. So not it's not it's just great. dripping; it's dripping over the fan. So this water is like spraying everywhere. Like, it's taking every single drop of poop water and turning that into one trillion <laughs> microscopic germ droplets and aerosoling it all over the place. Uh, and oh, oh my god! Take care of that, the plunging business. But I would like to imagine that when Ben ran down there, that uh, his buddy was just. You know, tipping his head back and letting the water just drip off it. He's feeling the refreshing, cool water, uh, you know, drop off of his, uh, his hair as he's enjoying his brewski before the night was over. Uh, but, uh, it's like one of those res- the case. It's like one of those like outdoor patio restaurants that has like the mister when it's hot outside yeah. in the summertime. Like, oh, this mister is so good. Yeah. And he's just showering himself, yeah. and just trying to trying to catch some that's, in his glass. That's the way I like to imagine it ended up, but uh, I don't know if that's the that's the case or not. So. Um, and for all those of you listening, uh, I guarantee it was that favorite restaurant of yours from college. So I'm just saying. I yeah, know. yeah. We, we don't know oh, what college it was or where it was, but like and now, everyone who's ever eaten at a restaurant while they were in college is thinking, "Was that? Was that? Was I at that restaurant? Was that the restaurant that I was eating at that one time and I ate poop?" <laughs> I can just imagine right now, listening to this podcast. Yeah. And you're looking up at that fan right now, thinking, "Was there ever poop water dripping off?" Of that? <laughs> I can just imagine someone running in slow motion into a restaurant, going. <laughs> Don't eat! 
and like slapping a like a fork out of somebody's hand and like wrestling like a like a piece of meat out of somebody else's mouth. It's poop water. <laughs> the chocolate, the chocolate pizza. Like that's not chocolate pizza. Oh my gosh, that is vile. I mean, the the, the saving grace was at least they were closed at the time. Could you imagine? Oh yeah. If they were, True. If they were actually open at the time. There were actually customers in there. That would be a. That would be a bad situation. Like, yeah. Explain that one. Explain yeah. that one to people. We're, yeah, we're gonna tell uh, we're gonna tell the story again on a on a later podcast, and there there are gonna be people in the restaurant the next time we tell it. We're just gonna take your humans being human story and adapt it to be like the mo- and then like a kangaroo like escaped from the zoo and ran inside and, and took a guy right in his balls and took a dump all over the pizza and they all ate it. <laughs> kangaroo poop. I, gosh, I don't want to say that, but that actually happened. I thought that would. Go, I thought I don't think people would believe that. <laughs> I think we just ruined your next humans being human segment. Yeah, My yeah. bad. Awesome. Well, that's basically. I, I don't know what. What should the title of uh, of the story be? I don't. I don't know, want... That's that's the most quintessential humans being human story of all time because it involves something embarrassing and a girl like she sees your enormous like <laughs> panther tail of a turd in the toilet and that's that's embarrassing enough. But then you overflow the toilet. Oh man, Which this is, is step two, and then step three, you spray poop water all over. This a is restaurant. A, this has got to be the best one of all time. Like this is the best humans being human story <laughs> ever. Gosh, I'm honored. I'm truly honored. That is, that I, I'm, I'm glad I can. Uh, um, tell the story under my assumed name yes yeah i like how in the middle of the story you refer to yourself as rusty you're like <laughs> oh hey it's just me rusty hey, I, like you've really taken on this pseudonym that we've given you hey i can get i can, I, I can get the character you know what I'm saying? Hey, oh that's another humans being human story i think so but anyway uh role-playing um all right well rusty rusty i almost called you your real name rusty shackleford i should have just said your real name and then bleeped it out that would have been funny um but uh rusty uh, shackleford yeah, i know you're trying <laughs> I, I know you're trying to uh to finish uh doing lifting heavy things so uh, i hope you haven't lost your pomp and uh and we'll talk to you soon that's good thanks guys Thank you, Rusty, if that is your real name. I think I stole that from King of the Hill. Oh, yeah. That I think he goes familiar. by, I think Dale Gribble at one point uses a pseudonym of Rusty Shackleford. I okay. think that's where I stole that. So, so hey, I, think, I, think, I think our mystery man is safe, but that's a great uh, poop water story. Um, all right, it is. That's the weirdest sentence you've ever said, by the way. That's, <laughs> uh, a, weird, that's a great poop water story. Yeah, I don't know. I've said. I think I may have said weirder things. You have said a lot of weirder things. Yeah. yeah, that's true. All right, so it is now time for the simply human tip of the week. Something you can start doing today to be a more healthy human. And then you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Um, hopefully, the Cowboys uh, defeated the Eagles. That's a whole another thing. Um, but okay, it's the holidays. You know, Vinny Tortoricci, we've mentioned a few times on the show, talks about putting putting life into living, and and uh, and it's not about what you do. He, he says it's not about what you do between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's what you do between Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff. And and I guess the tip of the week is just because it's the holiday season doesn't mean that it's like, well, everything's off the rails for six weeks and I'm going to start on January 1st. Like, you don't have to do that. You can have, like, you can put some life into living around Thanksgiving and you can put some life into living around Christmas, but... but you don't have to just completely like give up the 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 fight, so to speak. Um, you know. Well, and kind of what we talk about uh, on saying like, hey, it, it's counterproductive to do like a defined cheat meal or a cheat day every week. Is we, we say, you know what? If you're going to have a treat, have a treat, and then when you're done with that, go back to how you should be living. And that's right. kind of the same way that I try to view Thanksgiving and Christmas. Is you know what? I'm I'm gonna partake in in the things that are here on this meal and then when i'm done i'm gonna go right back to you know eating the way that i know i need to be eating and and stuff like that and i I think that's what the the, it's it's a key psychological advantage if you don't you know especially that if you don't let yourself spiral out of control for like you know six weeks because then you're stuck with like the in this endless cycle that never works out for anybody of you know oh my new year's resolution right. you know, christmas to new year's and then oh my new year's resolution and then you're in the gym and the gym is packed for about two weeks and then you get yeah. discouraged and it's just you know you can you can enjoy the things that you're meant to enjoy for a brief time but then go back 
without beating yourself up. So don't beat yourself up if you, you know, have, uh, you know, some, you know, whatever indulgence that you have at Thanksgiving. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about, you know, living. It's not about, you know, well, I, I, I never partake in such and such. You can have a treat every now and then. No. It's not going to kill you. And uh, I guess uh, this time travel talk, if the Cowboys ha- lose on Thanksgiving Day, uh, I am going to just go off the rails until January 1. I'm just going to, I'm going to eat candy and just drink whiskey uh that's all i'm gonna do for the next like six weeks just like uh uh, uh by the way news flash mark uh here's some cowboys talk for everyone uh they're totally gonna blow it and <laughs> you're gonna end up doing this they'll find a way to blow it they always do oh well anyway it's not december yet anyway okay yeah cowboys talk all right well that'll uh that we'll just go ahead and wrap it up here and uh let's uh kind of do let's do the end the end part rick we did the hot dog part, and uh, so now it's time for the bun <laughs> yes. part. Let's uh, do the other part. Yeah. Um, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Everything you need to know is there. Email us at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes to enter in the Simply Human t-shirt giveaway-a-thon. And I just got tagged on uh, Instagram like as we speak by a guy that owns a CrossFit gym in Arlington. Uh, who always lets me work out up there, just kind of lets me do my own thing. Uh, and uh, he p- uh, tagged me with a picture of the shirt that I sent him. So if you're nice to me, you get a shirt. Hmm, how about that? Uh, his name is uh, Grant, and he owns CrossFit Boom. So a shout-out to uh, Grant and CrossFit Boom of Arlington. Or actually, it's North Mansfield, but whatever. Um, yeah, I was going to say, if you call North Mansfield Arlington, then you're going to ruffle some feathers, my friend. Yeah, I know. So um, thank you for everybody who's left a review on iTunes, and thanks for everyone that's listened. This is... Uh, um, a labor of love for Rick and myself. I think we've made exactly. Uh, I think if you if you divide it by show, I think we've probably made like three pennies uh, per show uh, on this. But we, uh, where's my check? Hey, I sent you money once. Uh, <laughs> that is true. And you bought my bullet Genghis girl that one. Time. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, there there you go. You are uh, you are rolling in it. Uh, a, that the... means I'm a professional broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, but uh, anyway, thanks for making this part of your day. Uh, and uh, and any, any review, good or bad, is uh, is good publicity. We appreciate all the love and support. Even uh, there's another friend of ours who always who has been linking uh, or sending us links to our YouTube channel, saying how dumb it is. And hey, but you know what? He's watching. So he's watching. <laughs> there gotcha. you go. Tricks yeah. Jokes <laughs> on you, sucker. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. That's gonna do it for this edition of the Snoop the Human podcast. And remember. It's episode 57 of the Simply Human podcast. Hang on, it is 57, right? I don't know. <laughs> then if you if you hadn't said effing, I was going to leave it. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself.